I'm Asan, and this is the market on the 93.20 player. January is upon us. Manchester City are definitely not buying any footballers this month, so why not do a transfer podcast where we talk about the fact that City aren't going to buy any footballers this month? No, we're going to talk about a few different things. I'm delighted to be joined by Lloyd and firstly by Stefan. Afternoon, Stefan. Hi. How are you doing? I'm good. Happy New Year. Yeah, happy new year. Can we still we can still say it? it's the well, it's the tenth. I'm not sure we can still say it. Is it the tenth? Yeah. Oh wow! Oh wow! Yeah, it is. I thought for some reason I thought it was the ninth. Still, and zip by. But uh, there you go. Final yeah. one of the year then. Okay, excellent, Lloyd. I'm not going to wish you a happy new year in that in that case. That's fine. Afternoon's good enough for me. Afternoon. How are you? Yeah, all good. All good. Looking forward to this. Actually, are you excited to talk transfers? What city doing nada? <laughs> yes. Nobody uh, doing anything. Yes. Nobody doing anything. Except for Spurs. Spurs, seem- to be fair. Yeah. yeah. Werner and this centre half. Relatively significant business for them. Football manager legend that drag, I can't pronounce his name, but the general lad, the centre back football manager legend. Yeah. That's why I refrained. <laughs> Excellent. Well, look, um, jokes aside, Two, two separate parts of this podcast today. In the first part, I want to talk a little bit about uh, PSR, the profit and sustainability rules that the Premier League have brought into place and whether they're affecting what's actually happening or not happening in January. And then in the second half of the pod, we'll have a little look at City and maybe have a little look ahead to both the summer and next season with the expanded Champions League group format and the Club World Cup that will come at the end of that and whether all of those things will change how we view what a decent sized squad is. But as I say, to kick things off, we're going to talk a little bit about PSR, which is why I've dragged Stefan into here because he's the expert. Um, Stefan, right before we started recording, the news broke that Everton had hired a new QC who you say is a big deal. Yes? Uh, yeah, Casey. Uh, Casey, course, sorry. The Queen, the queen died. Um yeah, so he's a guy called Lawrence uh, Rabinovich, who is probably uh, considered the number one commercial barrister uh, in the country. Uh, usually would not be available at very short notice. And I assume that this is very short notice because uh, I would think the Everton appeal will take place uh, in February. Um, oh, wow. Okay. So, uh, I mean, I don't know, but it, but it's definitely going to be soon uh, especially because on uh, monday of next week we find out if and who uh is going to be up for uh the uh, psr breaches for 2223 and the um the rumors are that there are potentially three clubs who could be uh, prosecuted uh for for those breaches and uh, you will have seen that there's quite a lot of coverage over how that that system will work in that all three of those cases will need to be dealt with by the end of the season. So people are about to get very busy. So I would think they'll want to get um, Everton 21-22 appeal out of the way. Okay. Just to, just to very quickly on the... So when is the announcement from the Premier League? Next 14th. Monday? It's meant to be 14th, yeah. 14th. So on the 14th of January, the Premier League will make public 
which clubs failed their PSR for 22-23. Yeah, I'm saying 14. Isn't 14 Sunday? So, uh, is that right? 14? Let me let me have a look at me. It might, I think it is. So uh, it'll. Uh, I assume it'll be on fifteenth, right? So I think it'll be on Monday um, when we will find out who's been charged. Okay, and so it will go through a similar process. Those clubs will go, face a similar process to Everton, where there'll be a hearing where they'll defend themselves, and then the independent commission will hand down a punishment. Well, um, so it will be a similar situation to Everton. Effectively, there'll be a claim by the Premier League against an individual club. Uh, there will be a hearing. There will be documents will be swapped with the Premier League. Um, if you recall, there were 40,000 documents uh, in the Everton case. So somehow uh, a similar number of documents will need to be uh, swapped. Uh, over a very short period of time because of the way that the accelerated rules now apply. Uh, it all looks largely impossible from the timescales that have been set out, but they'll have to do their best. And uh, yeah, then there will be three separate independent commissions set up. Uh, I would think that there'll be three separate law firms dealing with them, uh, just so that there's you know, significant capacity to be able to deal with it. it. Look, it may not be three clubs, you know, there may be some that are quite close, but but that uh, in the end uh, don't breach. Uh, it might be none, um, but uh, the, the rumour is that there are three clubs. Uh, Forest, obviously, we know are very, very likely to, to have breached. Okay. Um, bec- because we know uh, from the press that Nick DeMarco has been appointed by Notts Forest. And so they're obviously scrambling around uh, and have been scrambling around in December before the, the final submission date, I think, to convince the Premier League that they've not breached. Um, but it looks from the arguments that he's running, the ones that have been reported in the press and the ones that they've, I assume, leaked it looks like those are things that the independent commission will need to consider as opposed to Premier League. So that, so that the Premier League will charge them, then the question will be, can they successfully defend it? Got you. And with the other two clubs, um, any idea who they are? Um, well, I've had certain people have uh, told me who they think they've heard it could be. I mean, clearly I've talked a lot in the past about Chelsea. There's a strong yeah. chance that Chelsea don't breach for 22-23. Um, they say they're fine, um, but they say they're fine for 23-24, um, and they're definitely not fine for 23-24. Uh, there's no, there, I've been over, I've been back over the numbers. Mm-hmm. So they're, uh, you know, the numbers and forget my numbers, but the numbers that Swiss Rambles got would have to be wrong by something in the order of a hundred million pounds for them to be fine. Um, so I don't see how they're fine. Uh, so I don't think they can be taken at face value. So it could be, could be Chelsea. Um, Wolves are a club who have been talked about a lot. Um, but maybe they're fine. Um, and there is another club who I don't think anybody has mentioned yet, but, uh, I'm not going to say who, who's, um, the rumor that I've heard, um, just because of the source of it, uh, but it would be uh, very interesting news if it was true. 
I Man United. No, no, Man it's not United. Oh! You, can tell, you can tell it's not United because there's <laughs> no possibility that the deal would have happened in the way that it's happened if United were just about to, to right. go through uh, a 10-point deduction plus. Okay. So I don't, I don't think you can forget about United. You can forget about, you know, the, the, the obvious people you can forget about. It, it, it's within the group of clubs who are, you know, who are, who are in that, actually in the bottom half of the table Got you. Or, or outside the big six. Okay. So look, um, I'm interested a little bit in your reaction to Everton's appointment of this KC. And the reason I'm interested is the question I've got for you is, does this feel like a Hail Mary from Everton or do you think the appointment itself points to the fact that there's potentially grounds for them to get the 10 point deduction reduced, if not thrown out? Well, there weren't, I don't think, I don't think there's any possibility to be thrown out. I mean, if you, if you look at the, so there's two aspects to it. The first one is um, the article in the times uh, correctly identifies that the appeal hearing will not be a hearing of any new evidence. It will simply be a consideration of the sanction and the process under which that sanction uh, was come to. Clearly, Everton are going to try and argue around this policy. I don't know if you're familiar with this policy thing that came out where Richard Masters put forward in his yes. witness statement a policy which would have given them a nine or ten point deduction. Um, and then the Premier League said, no, 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 that's not a policy. That's not a board policy, even though that's what they said it was. That was actually just our submission. And that was, i.e., that was the argument that the Premier League made as the claimant against Everton in, in the hearing. And that was accepted by the Independent Commission. And the Independent Commission said, we don't accept that there can be any policy because there's no policy in the rules. The clubs have never said that they wanted a policy. And in any event, the rule clearly says that we have discretion to come up with whatever sanction we want. So forget the forget the Premier League's policy, which is all very interesting. Um, but we're coming up with our own sanction and we think that should be 10 points. Now, a lot of people have jumped on the fact that that 10 points under the Premier League policy as set out by Richard Masters is coincidentally similar. Uh, and now different people will give you a different view on this. I don't believe that is a strong argument. Um, I, 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 so I think that they they are likely to lose on that. Their better argument is is purely around whether all of the mitigating factors were correctly taken into account and whether the aggravating factors were properly considered. Now, the aggravating factors were things like that they were dishonest in their submissions to the Premier League. They're not going to overturn that because that's a finding of fact. So they're, they're, they're sunk on that one. So that then comes down to the mitigating factors and whether the, they, they've missed anybody, uh, sorry, anything. So if you look at the Sheffield Wednesday case, which is talked about in the Everton case as a precedent, the Everton, uh, Sheffield Wednesday did have a, I think it was a 12-point penalty in the AFL at one point, and that was then reduced to six points because on appeal, the appeal effectively said that the original commission had failed to take account of things that happened after a certain date, and that included selling the stadium. And they said, well, that was an important factor that the original independent commission didn't take into account, and therefore... They should have done, and therefore we're reducing it from 12 to 6 points. 
the problem that Everton have got is I don't see that they've got anything similar to that in this case. So they're effectively just trying to re-argue the same points that they already argued and lost on in the independent commission. And I would say that the the appeal board is very likely to say we've got no real basis to undermine the findings of the independent commission. They, they listened to the arguments. They, they applied their discretion. It's not like a situation where there's been an application of a certain law that they've got wrong. It's purely about the application of their discretion. And there's no reason to say that the independent commission got it wrong because there is no sanction and they were able to use their discretion. So I that's my argument. I, I don't know whether it'll work. Is it a Hail Mary to get Rabinovich um, on board? Well, look, he's, he's the best. So uh, why wouldn't you give yourself the best possible opportunity? I think if you thought that your existing KC was able to uh, run the same arguments better than than he or she it is a he actually did in the first um, in the first case you could say well why why do you need somebody else but at the end of the day you know this is probably a maximum 250k investment if the hearing is going to be in February and the prize is obviously enormous when when mm. every position is 2.1 million pounds so it's an investment worth making it sends a message to uh, whoever is on that appeal board any lawyer any KC who is on the appeal board will know of uh, Rabinovich and his um, reputation so uh, and obviously he's an amazing advocate so um, I think it's a it, it's it is a bit of a hail mary, but it's a it's a reasonable thing to do, and um, you know it, it, I, I guess it slightly improves their chances because of course I might be completely wrong about the prospects of those arguments and my analysis of the judgment. Mm. One, I don't want to disappear down a rabbit hole about this, but just very briefly, um, so how can the independent panel or commission? decide what a sporting sanction should be like if the premier league aren't giving or if the premier league go we think it should you know the 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 fines or the penalties whatever should work like this and the commission goes now nah, we're not going to take your whatever you think it should be we're going to decide that how are they qualified to decide that and how do they come to those uh, punishments. Yeah, well, look, it's a it's a very pertinent question, right? I mean, that that the the bottom line is you've just got to the nub of of what Everton will will raise, and they will say that there is not proper consideration within the judgment of how uh, the independent commission came up with their sanction. Um, and that is in some way uh, a uh, a failing of of the of the independent commission. Thanks for listening to the first fifteen minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our content, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes, and much more, go to ninety three twenty dot com to sign up now, or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.